0: Welcome back to Sports Inside and Out, Legends of Sports. We're the number one sports talk show for legends on radio, SoundCloud, broadcasting out of Germany and 20 other countries. Thank you so much for letting us be the number one sports talk for legends on radio around the world. Before we get started, though, let's give a great shout out to our military men and women around the world. keeping us safe here in the U.S. of A. along with our allies. When we were asleep, you are awake, making sure we are safe here. And, of course, our affiliation with American, uh, American Forces Network. Thank you so much for letting us be the voice of the legend to so all of our troops around the world with government agencies, military installations, and bases. Before we get going on too far, let's go ahead and give a great shout-out to those who have been supportive of our, our show all these many years. Of course, our new logistical partners with our new tour bus uh, situation coming in is uh, Seabreeze the leader in transitional housing and health care for wounded warriors and more. And of course, Clarence Baker, the CEO of Seabreeze, is a great supporter of the legends in his own right. And of course, we've got to give a shout out to Chesapeake, Nissan, N- Nissan of Norfolk and Nissan of Chesapeake down there in Virginia. So whenever we're in the Virginia area, they support us with tramputa- transportation and make sure we get to point A and point B. Uh, swappingkeys.com is their model. And if you're ever in the Hampton Roads area down there, and you got a yourself, if you need a car, you need a, a relative or somebody, hey, you tell them the legend sent you. You'll get a great deal. We got a special wildly wonder update here. And, of course, uh, some real, real impactful news pertaining to the legends and a lot of the things that started the genesis of what we do with the uh, with uh, Sports Inside and Out. And, you know, I think we got one of the great orators, one of the great, I would say, storytellers and mentors in the Hampton Roads area. This guy goes over generations and knows what he's talking about. But right now, he's here with Wally Wonder. We got Glenn Mason. We call him Star Child because, let me tell you, his mind is far beyond the average guy. He's a great guy, man.
1: <laughs> you I'm have to you. be right about that. And, uh... <laughs>
0: Glenn, thank you so no, much. I, I haven't good. talked to you in a while since I've been ill. But uh, uh, I hope things are going right. I'm hearing some great things. You'll get ready to happen down there in Tidewater. And while you're, you're yes, going to just take know, it, it away.
2: It's been years in the making. And uh, I'm quite honored because this is how all of, we got, all of us got together. Thank you for that really nice uh, introduction. And what's so funny. You came as being so wise. But I, I got all that. You guys were my mentors. So, uh, if I'm any kind of, any kind of journalist, any kind of storyteller, it's because of um, Wally Wonder and your coach. But anyway, you know, the, the, the announcement that I'm very proud uh, to uh, uh, let, let everyone know is that the Concerned Athletes in Action, the, one of the first educational organizations founded by Wally Jones, Uh, the great Wally Wonder, is uh, being inducted into the Hampton Roads African-American Sports Hall of Fame. The African-American Sports Hall of Fame has been in existence for about 15 years, and what it does is recognize uh, African-American athletes and uh, community supporters here in Hampton Roads who has made an impact on uh, the historical uh, African-American uh, athletes before they went into mainstream media. Of course, we have the great stars of today, but before any of us came along, there were some gentlemen who kind of paved the way. And in spite of the obstacles of uh, segregation and Jim Crow, they were able to excel as athletes, as scholars, and as gentlemen. Uh, in a very first-class manner, in spite of those obstacles, that now there's an organization that uh, acknowledges and makes sure that their legacies are preserved for youth behind us. And this year, uh, it's long overdue, but Concerned Athletes in Action is being inducted. Uh, And not to go into a long uh, diatribe, I'm here for questions mostly, but uh, back in 1975, Wally Jones and Bob Dandridge, uh, came to Hanson Rose doing a obviously actually was about 72 they came to yeah. uh, and they, they they found me on a basketball court where all the ballers used to come to uh, called Woodstock I frequented Woodstock because I could always get nice community stories and me with some of the top athletes who played basketball really at Hanson Rose but most of the top athletes were playing this outdoor basketball court called Woodstock, and who comes up looking for a 20-year-old Neil Fight Sports writer, Wally Jones, and Bob Daniels, right off the Milwaukee Bucks championship team. And I tell you, uh, it's been Katie by the door since, as they say. Because what they did was take half of those young men, well, actually, it took about two dozen of those young men out there and turned them into a, a powerful team of promoters for education. And I think all 24 of those young men went on to go to college and now they made marvelous contributions uh, to society and all types of professions. And Mr. Jones and Coach, on behalf of those young men, I want to say congratulations. I want to say thank you because we would not be the men we are today unassuredly without the guidance that you gentlemen provided. I could name the list. Wally Jones, Bill Baggett, Coach Charlie Hatcher, um, Ham Anderson, Johnny Morris, Pop Pitts, Bob Dandridge. There's a, a great list. Uh, Ron Davis, Flea Williams, mm-hmm. Ike Bullet, Ray Jarvis, Reggie Rucker, and Ron Bolton with the Cleveland Browns. Big old Dottie Green. Big Dottie. Yeah. And, uh... We made our impact. We had a we left a footprint here in Hampton Roads, gentlemen, and, and you, you, this this honor to the both of you is long overdue. Well,
1: well, I, I well would you like know what, Coach? Yeah. Uh, I wanted to say when I when we first met in my home, William Franklin, who later on took concerned athletes to San Antonio, the architect for finding the finances and political background was Roscoe Brown. Right, and uh, one of the things that we're going to do. Uh, During this ceremony on November 5th, I think it's the Renaissance Hotel, is that correct, Mr. Mason?
2: Yes, Renaissance Hotel, that's a Saturday evening, 7 o'clock when the ceremony will begin. Mm -hmm. All right, uh, Rad is going to introduce a program
1: about Concerned Athletes in Action to really uh, bring young mentors and to do things that we were doing those years. Uh, And I think it's so important to carry on that message because that message started with me in Philadelphia with guys like Sonny Hill and John Chaney. were concerned athletes and action. It first started with African American athletes in action in 1969 when we had a conference in Washington, D.C. Um, Jabali Armstrong, Nate Bowman, who actually started Each One Teach One in New York, which is further carried on by Fred Crawford, Bobby Hunter, um, Bob McCullough, guys like that. So those those springs came from a conference of what we need to do to stop the census violence in our communities. That back in 1969, Coach, as you well know. Right. Unfortunately, we have no same problems. So what we want to do is really start it back up. And, uh, and I'm very proud. Uh, being, being a person from Philadelphia and then coming to Norfolk and later on bringing that same program to Springfield, Illinois, with Lamar Green and Coach Hatcher and Bill Baggett, We continued that same process of working from Cabrini-Green in Chicago, Peoria, East St. Louis, Alden, all up and down the Midwest. So this program has been carried on throughout the years through different parts of the country. And I'm really honored, uh, Glenn. uh, There is something I do want our our listeners to know of your background, because uh, Mr. Mason got me to write for the Virginia Pilot, for the journaling guide. He actually had me. Uh, broadcasting with the Green and Red Hoggard at the CIAA, so my connection with Virginia Beaches is really close because it's like a second home. But Glenn, please give our listeners a little background of your educational background and also your journalistic um, uh, qualities.
2: Uh, yeah, so this is, so so my life has come full circle because now you're interviewing me. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 you and you a Coach interviewing me. Oh, wow. What a what an honor and pleasure. I guess you're paying me back for those years. Uh, I appreciate the two of you to stay on top of things. But uh, I was a local athlete uh, here in uh, Norfolk, Virginia. I had the honor of attending Norfolk Catholic High School. Um, we were already integrated, uh, so I kind of carried on. I had two sisters who attended their local parochial school. And I was only male in the family. My sisters are 10 years older than I am. So what I did when I got there, I wanted to excel in the classroom as well as on the athletic field. Had a little gift of excelling on the athletic field, so that kind of opened a door for me. But uh, about my, uh, my sophomore year, bulb went off in my head. Actually, before then, I did not want to be just another dumb job. So... I kind of threw myself into the literary realm, and uh, I've always read a lot, and uh, it's funny how uh, life leads you. I was a big comic book buff coming up as a kid, but from those comics, I went on to read all the classics, and uh, and I'm not talking about uh, what, uh, illustrated classic either, <laughs> but I went on to read all the classics, and just I uh, just buried, kept myself buried in books. Um, uh, across the street was i I'm, I'm from a football family, and across the street was a basketball family. The Cole. But back to myself, I went to Norfolk Catholic and m- uh, because of that background in, uh in literature. I was able to land a job at the newspaper, the local newspaper, the Virginia Pilot Ledger Star, as a copy boy. So after that sum of employment and working in the newsroom, I received a scholarship. Actually, too, one to play football for Virginia Union. The other uh, the uh, the red track for Norfolk State, and I ended up uh, the, being a sports writer. I, they said, "Are you the good Mason, the putting Norfolk Catholic?" when we used to cover you guys. Yeah. Did, did you, uh, didn't you Didn't uh, you major? So didn't you excel in like four sports? I said football, wrestling, track, and swimming. Swimming. You mean to tell me you had a brother swimming back in the early? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes,
2: yes. As a matter of fact, that was a, that's a that's a story for the, another time. That was a story called the uh, they used to call me the uh, Nigerian Wonder <laughs> because upset mm-hmm. Maury High School yeah. one year because um, I actually won the, the swimming meet without being able to swim. By the time I was about 14 to 15 years old, I was uh, had a blue belt in judo, brown belt in kung fu, and I, I, I did some exercise before the last event, which would have propelled us uh, past the state championship team that Maury High School had here. So this is the, the, the Maury team. Uh, we have two guys, Barbara Nickey and Jim Boyle goes over to the star of the opposing stage. See that guy over there? That's the Nigerian wonder, and I'm doing these exercises. Mm. And actually, I was the manager at this moment on the swim team. And they see me, this guy who's built like a sprinter. He's black. Everybody, the only black person in the swimming pool. He's doing these exercises. He jumps up on the uh, starting blocks, get off the starting blocks, kneels down, and takes the water and put it in his face. So they're pumping up this other athlete. And said, look, man, this guy's on the Nigerian the Olympic team, and he's over here training at the Norfolk He's exchanged to it. So this guy jumps up. He starts exercising. He starts plumbing up. He made the mistake of jumping in the water while another race was going on. They were disqualified. Mm. We won the race. The legend <laughs> of the Nigerian won the begin. <laughs> <laughs> I you know. Was, but, you know. but I tell you, the next Monday that after that meet, I got in the water, grabbed that paddleboard. I figured that if I could run faster than these guys, I certainly should be able to kick faster than them in the water. And from then on, I, I was on the swimming team for the next two years.
0: Yeah,
2: <laughs> you know uh, that's quite a
1: story. Cause you talk about I know about Nova Catholic. You talk about probably one of the few African Americans there. But that goes back to you, Coach, of uh, being the first African American in Norview. Uh, tell our listeners about that because. I believe it's important for people to know the history of how what you guys went through down
2: south. It was much tougher for a coach. (laughs) Yeah, it was tougher for a coach. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Tell us about that,
1: coach.
0: Well, you know, at that particular time, I think uh, Norfolk Catholic didn't have any white, any blacks. Uh, But we used to scrimmage them, and they had a young man named Bob, I forget his name, Uh, Bob. uh, Bob Fontaine. Bob Fontaine. Yeah, yeah. Bob Fontaine. Isn't that so, yeah. he was a he was a <laughs> freshman yeah, over because there. Because
2: when I, when I coached, when I got the Catholic, everybody was wondering if I was going to be the next Fontaine. I had to be. Yeah, one. yeah, yeah, board, yeah. Board. yeah. He led it in one. Yeah, so I,
0: I was there. He I take that
2: back. He led it in two track and field. Yeah. And basketball. He
0: was a freshman, and uh, I was coming in. I was a uh, uh, had just you know integrated uh, actually. the uh, the Eastern District tournament during that particular time, is the first African American to to actually play in them. So
2: for you, were, did you you integrated basketball and Heidelberg Andrew Heidelberg integrated uh, football football. Were y'all there at the same
0: time? Same time. Uh, matter of fact, Bird used to come make sure I was okay at the at the basketball games because it was kind of tedious, and of course him and his crew would let me come over there to the yeah, football you know, games. Yeah,
2: it was absolutely
0: racist when you went. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, they they were they were still they were st- they were still hanging tall babies up on the flagpole. Yeah, yeah, Mm-mm. yeah. Was but it was something else. But uh, I, I did.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Time changed for the better. Yeah, it has. And it, and for me to be the first African-American, all-American to come out of the area to go on and... and uh, uh, actually, it's Pepsi-Cola. It used to be Coca-Cola. It's Pepsi-Cola, all-American. I was there with Luel Cinder and Rick Mount. I was alternate on the Ed Sullivan show. That was a great honor for me during those particular times. But, you know, I, 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 I was just proud of, of, of what I I was able to do for Virginia. Now, when they voted me the first outstanding... Uh, athlete in the city of Norfolk for African-American. And that was something that was very special because that was uh, left with and a lot of the guys there. But one, 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 one particular thing that did help me is that every place I went from outside of that, I wasn't able to do too much outside of when I left. Uh, people do remember what you, what, what, Positive things that you try to do to go through to, to make things happen, and, and and it goes on right on down to you, Glenn, because <clears throat> I spent a year at Elizabeth City University at one of the great, great basketball teams. Uh, we were number two in the nation at one time,
2: and with Bobby Vaughn,
0: I had Coach Bobby Vaughn, and lo and behold, yeah, the the, the informational director for the program was nobody else but Glenn Mason.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> isn't that something? Glenn had, a, Glenn, had a, Glenn had articles of us all over the place. I thought we, we could have been on the space shuttle with Glenn. I'll tell you, but,
1: but, uh.
2: <laughs> let, me, let me tell you about that. You know, it's funny how life is, gentlemen, because uh, when they, they hired me, at the, uh, I guess at the height of the popularity, uh, when with, with African-American athletes were entering into the mainstream. mm mm-hmm. And as I began to research the athletes, and I said, "Why couldn't you? Why didn't you cover these guys? You have you asking me to cover the athletes of today, but from the '60s and the '50s, I think you guys missed. Look at this league, the CIAA. You had in football, the CIAA was practically." the whole AFL football team.
0: That's right. And then you
2: had the, That's the right. Wally Jones, you had the Charlie Hatchers, the Baggins, you had the um, Bob Dandridge's, the Pop Pitts. you had Johnny Morris, who hit 120 points in one high school football game, uh, basketball game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you guys did not write about them? Mm-hmm. or oh, it was an afterthought? Give me a break. Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. an honor for me yeah. to be in that position. And I had it was like, uh, they say there's a, a million stories in the Nigga City. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was a million stories for Glenn Mason because I had a plethora of subjects that I could write about. And it was sorely overmissed, but I've written about some excellent gentlemen. And uh, Wally, I want to say this, and I'm glad you have this audience. I am a witness that two of the most monumental, uh, impactful figures in the Hampton Road Sports and particularly basketball, is John Milburn. Right. Well, actually there are three. There's Ernie Fears, John Milburn, and then Wally Jones. Right. Wally had a lot to do with elevating the level of play among high school players, where even to this day we're considered a hotbed for recruiting. Right. And not only did that me... over for basketball, it had spilled over into high school
1: athletics. Absolutely. Jones, you should be to that. And I was a witness to that. Huh. Let me piggyback on that, Coach Chatter, because I think what it all gets down to is that we realize that uh, not only high school athletes, pro athletes have an impression identification with young people. And that's why we utilize these top high school Players and also football players, and also utilize the Norfolk state football players to go into the housing authority to run the programs but i I get some credit to also your wife uh Inez of course coach knows about this the r r i f reading is fundamental right, so it wasn't just about making athletes better but also scholar athletes that's something we uh, really sure. profess to all the young athletes that we work with. Not only again, male athletes, but also female athletes. And one of the things yeah. that I think, Coach, that that's important is concerned athletes in action. We put it in action. And, and I'm hoping that we could do that uh, this coming year up with Raz Brown having a new initiative to train more of these young people to reach back. When you talk about Julius Norman, yeah. uh, who's part of the Housing Authority, to really bring programs to the Housing Authority about reading, academic action planning, Mm -hmm. behavior modification, uh, things that we think are so important to the youth of Tidewater. So I wanted to piggyback off of that. Yes, Mm -hmm. Coach. I mean, yes, Glenn.
2: Let me give give you, you an addendum to that, Wally, and it was very impactful, education. Out of those roughly 24 young men who were your high school counselors, All of them went on to college and all of them went on to excel. And what what we admired was the fact that you used athletics to say, hey, guys, this is how you, you know, I always remember your speeches. There's only 322 jobs in the NBA at the time, or somewhere around there. And you made sure these young men were prepared and weren't deluded by the illusion of professional sports. Right. And true. you also, you know, our uh, socioeconomic situation was a little different um, back in the day. We didn't have to worry about a whole bunch of street and gang violence. But what I admire was how you adapted that program to better students, period. Not only you mix, the, uh, you mix the socioeconomic strategies, if you were a kid from the middle class, if you were a kid from the upper middle class, and if you were at the poverty level, everyone participated in this program, and you gave everyone the formula for success. Mm-hmm. Basketball and the sports were just an extra caveat to get their attention. But all of your senior counselors, Coach Hatcher, Ron Davis, all of those coaches, um, Raz Brown, uh, Johnny Marsh, uh, most of them were instructors in the Norfolk Public School system. That's Both right. That's coaches. right. And uh, so I, I admire the fact that you took these young people in Hampton Roads and say, hey, you're not the victim, nor are you relegated or, uh, or to the environment that you were raised in. Here are the tools that you need to succeed in the world. Reading is fundamental. Then you've got to reach each one, each one.
0: That's right. That's right. That's
2: right. And I think what Raz wants to do, as you say, it's funny how history repeats itself. But the youth was that they do have these issues, particularly with gun violence. Uh, when Ronald Reagan came through and wiped out the recreation budget, that was impactful to the African
0: American yeah, community. Right.
2: Uh and the concern of athletes even then was uh help bridge that gap. They need that organization to be revived. I think uh hopefully uh, Mr. Jones and coach and you guys can uh formulate that
0: plan to help America get its youth back. Well, we're, Coach? we're, we're certainly going really be trying. I, I'm very proud to be able to announce, too, Glenn, that uh, you know, we will be, uh, I think we're about 80% complete with the, uh, the arrangement with our new summer cast on Stellar Entertainment Awards Network on Comcast to be launched at the second, second quarter. Of uh, 2017 after the Stellar Entertainment Awards Network uh, Awards, I should say in Vegas. So these are the type of platforms now, uh, uh, Glenn, that we'll be able to offer, uh, you know, a a, a real uh, visual solution because you know how the the impressionable impact of TV to these young kids now supersedes anything else now, even music. So what they see on TV, if they see different specials that are concerned, and you know different programs talking about the genesis of sports and not just the genesis, but genesis of uh, concern, athletes in action, where it came from, particular stories that could be identified with, and then uh, one guy I know we don't have too much more time left. One guy I think all of us, particularly you, Glenn, could be really happy to show as a signing signing example of a, 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 uh, an asset for Concerned Athletes in Action is Earl Jones. And, oh, yes. Uh, now, Earl yes. Yes. Came, out, came out of there and, and got, got fortunate enough to get drafted by the Falcons, but shot in now. Now, he is the senior vice president of urban marketing for iHeartRadio. And he, yeah,
2: Earl he, was a, a great athlete out of uh, Kentucky, I believe it was. Yeah, and
0: it really shows the impact because that's all he, you know, uh, talks about when we're together. He said, Man, y'all saved my life, you know, and that, that you know,
2: and you and look at it now. He was the track and field component of mm-hmm. uh, the concerned athletes and actually went on to become. A all um defensive back, right, as well for, Norfolk as a, uh, right. Yeah, for Norfolk State, for Norfolk State, as well as a uh, track and field champion. That brother was amazing.
0: Yeah, he yeah. also yeah. played yeah.
2: basketball yeah. Uh, for Charles yeah. Christian, as well as uh, he was a yeah. printer on uh, 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 yeah. All-American sprinter yeah. on Norfolk State's yeah. uh, NC two A track and field team.
0: Well, you know, this is the type of uh, we call a roundtable talk. Uh, for for a Wally Wonder segment that we got going on. And, of course, it is a favorite topic, and this and is and the close, type of before language. Before you
2: close out, let me say one thing while we have everyone's attention. Yeah. Uh, I want to say about you and Wally, in particular Wally, and Wally not only taught that talk, Wally walked that walk. Oh, yeah. Both <laughs> of his sons went on to get their masters and their uh, social work, and Wally raised the bar for his sons by going back and getting his a uh, graduate degree, I want to say from Indiana University. Was that, Wally, where did you get your? No, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. 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 That, that, and that was, you know, and, and I think when you did that, that showed those young men like, hey, not only can I do it, but this brother here is really special. This, this gentleman here is the epitome of an athletic scholar. All right,
0: All right. You know that we call him Dot. He's all over the place doing.
2: <laughs>
0: oh yeah! All right. Yeah. Well, listen. We got to continue this, and I want you all to make sure that you follow up on these particular roundtable discussions that we're going to be having because it's just not encompassing of sports. We're talking about life skills as well through sports, and uh, it's always a pleasure to have one of the great, great sports uh, personalities in the state of Virginia, particularly a dear friend like Glenn Mason, uh, to be a part and a contributor. To what we're trying to do, particularly, I know our listeners—the 20 countries that are tuned into us on Sports Inside and Out, SoundCloud—I know that you're enjoying this type of thing. And now, just Google and go go through the proper uh, uh, the social media uh, uh, networks and find out the real deal behind Sports Inside and Out and an organization called Concerned Athletes in Action. Hey, listen on behalf of our special panel here, Glenn Mason. He called him Starchild. Thank you so much. They called him Starchild because, believe me, he's special. Believe me, he's special. And then, of course, we got the Wally Wonder Man. But as always, we want to leave you with one thing. When legends speak, Everybody. Everybody listens. Okay. Hey, Glenn, it's gonna be awfully good to see you. I may not be able to make it the first of of uh, November. I'm going but back that, in for one more you, operation. And I won't let anyone forget you, Coach. Okay, babe. God bless. Honor. Have a good day. Okay. All right. Take
1: care of everyone. Thank you so much. Right. And take care of yourself, Coach. We're praying. I will. All right. Peace. Peace. <laughs>
0: Oh.